You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of No Other Pod. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, along with my good buddy, Dan. What's going on, my friend? How you doing? Dude, just trying to shake off the sports weekend that was, man. Just trying to shake it off, my guy. We're already in the... (laughs) (laughs) We didn't get 15 seconds in. Oh, how do you not? How do you not? My entire feed is filled with Chiefs stuff, dude. It's the biggest publicity stunt in a decade's time, I swear to God. You think it's a stunt? Oh, I don't know. I'm not a conspiracy theorist or anything. But guess what? FIFA representatives were in town. They, well, that was better way for Kansas City <laughs> officials to be like, hey, come check out a Chiefs game. Oh, we have Taylor Swift here. That's crazy. Yeah. That part, I believe, was 100% intentional. Pretty wild. This stuff's weird. This stuff's weird. You got, you got fucking Travis Kelsey's plain Jane mama up there. Just hanging out with global superstars. Okay, you're playing with fire here. You're gonna upset the Swifties and you're gonna upset the Mama Kelsey fans. Because what? She's playing Jane. She's not. She's nothing like flashy. Oh, she's she's great. I love Mama. Okay, I didn't say she's boring, (laughs) but you know she's playing Jane. She's regular old woman. You know she's regular. Yeah. And so she's sitting over here next to global pop superstar. My timeline is fucked. Everything's weird. The whole world's gone crazy. Uh, Do you? There's fans. There's fans of an artist, and then there's crazy people. And they're Swifties. Throwing that out there. Look, I, I will say I don't want the Swifties coming after us on this podcast. So hey, they're, how? You know, how would they? I don't know. How, they they know everything. Okay, they know everything. Weird. Let's. I did, I will say I did. I did laugh. This will be the last thing maybe we say, but I did laugh. There was a time uh, a headline that popped across my timeline that says. Watch Taylor Swift go wild and shouts, let's fucking go, when Travis, Travis Kelsey scores against hapless Bears, Fox switches out of blowout at halftime. And I was like, this is the most wild headline I've ever read in my life for a number of reasons. It's out of control. But- <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, not like the Chiefs needed any help beating the the great Bears team that was, you know. Oh, my God. They're just a, a crap show, dude. I... I- lived in chicago for a couple of years and it hasn't gotten better <laughs> yeah i'm i'm worried at this point now as a fan of usc and a fan of caleb williams that he'll end up a chicago bear next year the way things are going and i don't want you for him that well they might pass up to take someone even worse you know uh like <laughs> <Trubisky>. <laughs> yeah it, knowing the bears that's what they do look this is just this it, <laughs> we had to speak on this right we had to because we live in a kansas city sports town yeah. area you know yeah. And we've never had anything like this before. It's no. super weird. Uh, our producer Nick's running around Lawrence trying to get the scoop because rumor has it Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey might be in Lawrence somewhere. Turns out they were. Well, no. Life is weird. This is you know we don't people have jobs. Well, how are people just going to a brewery in the middle of the day? Be well. Howard Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey going to a brewery in the middle. No, no, everyone else. So they're like the brewery. I gotta drop everything. I quit, boss. I quit. I'm out of here. Being a Swifty's a full time job, apparently. That's insane to me. So I I just don't get it. I don't have anyone of that caliber that I think I would drop everything to go what see from a distance. What would I? What am I going there to do? They're gonna talk to me. They're gonna hang out with me. I did see a, a funny video that was like the real winner in all of this is 
the uh, the the person who owns. Don't say that you got to remember that. Don't let that go. Don't let it. Hold go. on. I was going to say the real the real winner in all of this is whoever has season tickets in the row immediately in front of the Kelsey suite because they could just sell their tickets and and fund their retirement from people hoping to see Taylor Swift close up. Look, I had a buddy who went to his first Chiefs game yesterday. Uh, not a close friend, but a friend, uh, an acquaintance, yeah. and uh, who we're cordial with. But he his first game was in a suite, and it was the one next to hers. I was like, not dude, a normal experience. That's your first game. That's messed up, dude. Don't expect that again, okay? <laughs> Just wait until Travis brings her to a Sporting KC game because he's been there. I've seen it. Just wait till they settle down in Kansas City and she buys into KC Current. It's going to be a whole thing, you know? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, There's your real conspiracy hats right there. I cannot believe it. it this is a wild timeline. And Kansas City's the talk of, of the sports world right now, not because of anything that a sports team did, but because of Taylor Swift. But hey, it is what yeah. it is. So our, our producer slash good buddy Nick said uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the amount of white girls blocking to Free State Brewery today was insane. I just remember she was there. <laughs> Who knows? Nobody saw them. They're just standing out on the street. What are you? What happens? You're street urchins. That's You're urchins. I'm just saying. That's that's what they do. Just, people were tailgating in parking lots to not go into the concert just to hear her from a distance. That's wild to me. That's wild. You know what? I, I could do that at home on Spotify. You could. <laughs> and get a, hear better. So. I could hear a lot better. Uh, have cheaper food, you know, than going to a concert. That's for sure. <laughs> just, oh man, life is just, this is weird. I got my dad texting me. Taylor Swift's at the game. I'm like, no shit, dad. No shit. <laughs> Who's Taylor Swift? That's what I'm, I'm watching the game, bro. <laughs> <laughs> thanks just for the argument. Yeah, thanks. You know, I'm over it. All right. Porn stash Kelsey over here dating Taylor oh Swift. It's God. weird. His, maybe she likes a stash. I don't know. Maybe that's why he did it. Maybe. It's a love story, man. They're just driving around in a convertible in Kansas City where there's no paparazzi. It's probably unlike anything she's ever experienced. This tells me that if Cristiano Ronaldo did come to Kansas City, nobody would have cared because they're just driving around with the most famous pop star in the world in a convertible and people are just like, that's cool. Bro, people would have cared. People would have come out of the woodwork for Cristiano Ronaldo. Similar to the Messi effect, people would have lost their damn minds. People that have never gone to sporting games, it would have been crazy. I would have thought the same thing for Taylor Swift. I'm glad it didn't happen. And, and, and you know, I didn't get to tell you last week when I told you about the Miami game, we were next to uh, some pretty diehard Miami guys, yeah. uh, family, they're older people, and they said, uh, we're over the messy hype. Like, right. it's annoying that it's too many people. And now, look, it's an empty stadium, and we look, we look embarrassing. And I'm yeah. like, this guy gets it. This guy's a true fan. He fucking gets it. Orlando City did, uh, I think it was Orlando City, who they did put up on their billboard poking fun at yes. Miami fans, yeah. So funny. I could watch that video on repeat. There was yeah. someone in Argentina gear, and they were like, this guy thinks uh, Miami, or one of these teams wear blue and white colors. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was pretty good. So, But there were two whole Sporting KC games to talk about, and one went a lot better than the other. We'll there's one to talk about. For a little bit. <laughs> as far as I remember, there's one Sporting KC game this week. I don't remember uh, another one. <laughs> uh, we, we won't spend as much time maybe on the first one because it was kind of terrible. Um, but Sporting KC did play Wednesday against Nashville SC. Nashville was coming into town, and we had just talked about how Nashville had been struggling in MLS play, how they hadn't scored more than one goal in a league game since like the beginning of July, 
how this was a prime game for Sporting KC to, to if they scored two or more goals, I was like, they're going to win because Nashville can't score more than two goals. Every prediction I said was wrong. Yeah, so that's how that goes. I mean, you look at, again, the lineup that Sporting KC puts out, pretty strong lineup. Uh, Nashville is good. Walker Zimmerman played, like you said. Um, Haney Mokhtar, you know, one of the better players in Major League Soccer. He was there um, starting up top for Nashville along with uh, Fafa Picol. Um, But this one seemed from the get-go to just not be going Sporting KC's way. Um, Technically, they outshot Nashville, but Nashville had more shots on goal. Nashville had more expected goals, but both teams had a very, very low expected goals amount. 0.4 for Sporting KC to 0.7 for Nashville. This was not a hotly contested offensive game. Neither team got many chances, except the story of the game, as has been the case time and time again for Sporting KC, set-piece defending. Just could not do it to save their lives. Yeah, dude, and clearing the ball, like... Do you ever get so scared? You watch it take like a bounce inside the box and you're like, oh no. And then it like takes that second bounce. You're like, yep. oh no. Like the yep. moment it does that. Somebody please getting, get a foot to it. It's getting buried. I mean, we've seen that uh, with Casey Current this year as well. And and this is just, God, dude, if you told me we'd get smacked at home, shut out like this, I'd say, I think you're wrong, buddy. I, I We might lose, but I think we at least score in this game. There's no way we lose 3-0 to Nashville at home. Crazy. They were on like a six-game losing streak, something like that. It, it not wasn't well, doing good. It, it wasn't great. Uh, Walker Zimmerman is, dude. I like to pick. I do this in basketball too. I like to pick a single player and just watch them for a while. I don't like to ball watch. Nothing fun happens on the ball. It's the stuff that happens off the ball. Right. Walker Zimmerman is fun to watch, bro. To watch him mark. To watch him get physical with Alan Polito. Mm-hmm. Like he has to. Yeah. And he's a damn good defender. I, I thoroughly enjoyed watching him. He's he's great. And Sporting KC really just had no answer for, for Nashville, especially when it came to breaking down their, down their defense and defending set pieces. First goal for Nashville came in the 28th minute. Uh, it was toward the south stand, so I'm sure you got a real good view of this one. Uh, Fafa Picol just came flying in out of nowhere, unmarked, like goddamn Superman, and then just jumps up and has a free header right past Melia, and there's not a defender anywhere near him that's doing anything to try to stop him. He just slides in. it was Ndenbe, who probably should have been marking him there, because he just kind of looks at him like, oh, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> he just watched him do it. And it's like, who's going to go get a body on him? Yeah, Ndenbe, you're right. He's, he's kind of standing near the back post. Um, Tommy is near the penalty spot, but he's got a, a, a Nashville player in front of him that he's kind of trying to keep an eye on. And yeah, and Denbe seems like he just kind of gets a late jump on the ball, has no idea that Picault's coming near him and makes no effort to get in front of Picault or try to clear the ball. Just, you're right, stands there and is like watching Picault go flying in front of him like a superhero and 1-0. But watch, you know, if you watch the beginning of the corner kick, you see us communicating, you see us talking and pointing, hey, look out for this guy. Oh, look out for this guy. Oh, you got him? Cool. Mm-hmm. That's your yeah. guy. And then it's like, did anyone point to him? Literally no one had him. <laughs> it was weird. It was not good. I uh yeah. it's been a I mean, our set piece defending has been problematic for a while, but it's usually not because simply nobody has a guy. It's the positioning is wrong, or they make the wrong choice in how they're gonna defend, or they let him go like 
it's not that like I can't pick out who is actually supposed to be defending Fafa Picot in this in this set piece in this corner kick. Yeah, simply nobody tried. So it's not great. And then you know it didn't really get any better. Um, in in, in the sixty sixth minute, um, it was um somewhat like a set piece because it was it was coming off of a set piece and Walker Zimmerman's up there and uh, you know. Ball just can't be cleared effectively by Fontas and Haney Mukhtar um, just puts it past Timelia. And that made it 2-0 in the 65th minute, at which point we kind of knew, okay, there's there's no result coming tonight. No, this is bad. The wheels fell off of this match. Uh, fans were bouncing. Fans were heading out. It was it was very lowly attended in the first place. A mm-hmm. uh, lot, of, lot of missing. You were at this game, right? I was at this game, yeah. I wasn't, okay. unfortunately, at the Houston game, but Didn't I was. Didn't make it game. Yeah. And, and very, very light crowd. I was like, okay, I get that. Yeah. It's midweek. Uh, we're, the team's struggling. You know, maybe no one's clamoring to get out here. But once we went down 2-0 and then eventually 3-0, people were gone. I was like, okay, cool. Clear the parking lot so we can get out a little faster, huh? <laughs> yeah. Ten minutes after the Haney Mukhtar goal, it was in the 75th minute. This one was directly off of a set piece. And uh, again, the ball just comes in, and then um, it kind of looks like Ndenbe, again, just misplays things. Jack Marr um, just basically gets a header and redirects it behind them on frame, and it's a, it's a very good header by Marr. Um, credit to him for, for putting it in a place where Amelia can't get it. Not really sure what Ndenbe is doing and, and how he misplays this um, so drastically. He overruns the ball. He's in front of Marr. This should be an easy clearance. It's not like this is you know, uh, an especially difficult cross to clear that has, you know, you know, precision pace or whatnot. It's just, and Denbe misplays it. Man, at the end of the night, we, we just didn't test J- Joe freaking Willis. Joe Willis, dude. He's not some freaking all-star. He's not a okay? we, goalkeeper. We've seen him on teams. He, he's, you know, he's kind of, we don't like him, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he was on Houston for a long time, but we didn't even test this guy. We gave him two shots on goal. Both of them were saved. I don't remember anything being relatively threatening. Whereas we got Dan, we got a stud between the between the post back there, and he's getting three scored on him. It's yeah. just not fair. It's not good at all. I mean, after the game, Peter was asked about the frustration of the game, and he goes, I would say all three of them were set pieces. The ball was from the outside. We didn't clear it. So all three were were set pieces. I don't think they actually created that many chances other than the set pieces, and that's where they killed us. Now, here's here's the interesting part. They had a lot more energy. We were tired. We looked tired. We looked slow. I think the game on the weekend probably took a lot more out of us. I wouldn't have said I would have figured that to be the case yesterday. No chance. Talking about training. Uh, There were some changes we were going to make to the lineup, but unfortunately a couple of guys got sick and we couldn't do it. Just a couple different things happened, but I think we were tired. On set pieces, though, it doesn't matter. We still shouldn't give those up. Well, it's interesting. I mean, we still had had our starting lineup in there. We had our guys in there that get it done. Even Gotti Kinda came on at the half, yeah, which was like, okay. And then it was wild to actually see him start the game mm-hmm. uh, in the weekend. So, uh, dude, I don't know. You kind of just got to throw... Sometimes you got to throw a midweek game away because you are tired because it is just... That'd be, that'd be so easy to do if it wasn't so meaningful right now. Yeah, you know? that's the problem. If you didn't dig yourselves into the hole that you're in, it'd be easier to be like, you know what, this is one of those weird fluky Wednesday games, schedule, congestion, throw it away, regroup, come back this weekend. 
Yeah. They they didn't I mean they didn't don't really have the opportunity to lose games at home here. I mean there's what what one more home game I think. Um yeah. on decision day. Uh Now after this game, you got some clips from Tim though. Yeah, I did. Tim Tim was very um animated and and I we talked to him in the locker room and uh this this was the quote that he said um you know this has been my message we don't need to win everything consecutively you don't need to win five games in a row we need to win three more games what that's an insane number why does he think that first of all let's break that down I mean he why three games nine points um that's interesting if Vancouver and Dallas don't have two games in hand on your ass I mean, that's true. I mean, nine points, so that would be six more points from where we are now. That would get us to 44 points. Um, that's right on that line of of, get, of ninth place. He's thinking win two more. After. Well, this was before the Houston game. So, sure, yeah, sure. three more games, Houston, and two more. Um, so that would get us to 44 points right now. You know, not even Houston in fourth place has 44 points. They have 43. Both the second and third place teams have 45 points. So... Yeah, if you can get to 44 points, you're you're in a pretty decent spot. But again, Dallas is sitting there at 39 points. They have two games in hand on us. So they have a high probability of jumping. Um, Vancouver, 41 points, two games in hand. Every team behind us has at least one or two games in hand. So I'd like to win three more games if possible and get us to, to 47 points, and I'd feel a lot more confident. Just win out, man. Absolutely. But... So he, he was saying, win three more games. Would it be nice to do it at home and in order to provide a little bit of relief at the end of the year? Of course. Here's the, the, the money quote. Has that been our year all season long? No fucking chance. So it's not going to happen now. Love it. feisty. Oh, you sent me the clip. I, I got it when I got home about 1030 or whatever it was. And uh, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, Tim, I mean, he... um. He was frustrated. He's understandably frustrated. Uh, he's not one to say something out of pocket unless he thinks it needs to be said. He's not an overly emotional guy. So this isn't like, oh, it's just Tim being Tim, dropping F-bombs. Like, no, this is this is a really measured guy who thinks about the words that he says. So this was this was frustration. Um and and he, you know, he says. Um, if we're fatigued and we're tired and can't be ourselves against Houston, we've shown all year that we're going to struggle. When we're rested, we feel good, we're capable of playing our game, and we've shown what we're capable of. That needs to be our target for Saturday. So, he was not happy. No, definitely not. I mean, he I get there, three goals went in on his watch, so I, I wouldn't be happy either. Yeah. Um, every, every player you talk to, when you ask them about if they were fatigued, they'd say, yeah, probably, but it's not an excuse. Uh, sure, so, which I get, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, sucks, but it made things just that much more important for Saturday uh, against Houston. So we're going to talk about that game, but let's take a break real quick, and then we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. I know you've been eyeballing the old uh, Swope Park Rangers jersey over here. Yes, sir. Look at that, man. It's uh, SKC2 made the playoffs. Are you familiar with what MLS Next Pro playoffs are? Enlighten us. I know it's it's changed. MLS Next Pro is like the testing ground for wild rules they might one day implement in MLS. It's like the XFL. <laughs> like, you know, no bear catches. Yeah, uh, exactly. Dude, it's, 
it's pretty wild because first of all, one of the rules is that if you get a red card or two yellow cards in a game, you're suspended the next game against that team. Did you know that? That's pretty wild. I, I love I that rule though. Yeah, it's does nice. it, I mean, well, does it carry over to the next season? No, I mean, I would assume so. Otherwise, it'd make no sense, right? I guess if you end up just leaving the league or you're no longer, then it 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 does right. carry over. But but I do because that's always that's one of the the complaints sometimes about some of these red cards, especially if it's a particularly violent red card where it's like, great, they just injured our player. Sure, he'll be suspended for the next game. That doesn't help us any. That just helps the next team, right? Exactly, and I and their playoff structure: first team gets a bye in each conference. Mm-hmm. T- seeds two and three get to pick their opponents. Mm. Have you read that's, about this? That's interesting. Yes. Yeah, because it's like okay, sometimes the the last seed isn't necessarily the most the, you know the best the most beatable team available. They're in form and and they go on on a run. You know, like SKC last year, if they would have snuck into the playoffs, there's not a lot of teams that would have wanted to play Sporting KC at that point. They wouldn't have chose us. Uh, you know, I don't think the schedule's set yet, but so, uh, Park Rangers, SKC two, play this Friday, uh, first playoff game, and it's just I don't know. I'm just intrigued by the rules of the league, man. I've I've enjoyed watching. Uh, if a game goes to a draw, they don't do extra time, and the game doesn't end. You got to go to penalties. Got to have a winner. Yeah, and, and similar then, uh, to hockey in some ways, I think. I think so. And then the winner gets an extra extra point or whatever. So Yeah. I'd like to see some of this stuff implemented in MLS. I don't know. I'm not some soccer purist that would hate that. If I remember correctly, they're also doing some interesting things with injury time. Like if you go down, there's like a minimum amount of time that you have to be off the field that oh, corresponds yeah. to how long you're getting treatment in the field of play. So Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Doing some really I, interesting I, stuff. A lot of that stuff sounds good to bring up the MLS, man. Um, especially because you see so many players going down to waste time and yeah. kill off the game and everything. Like we, we literally spoke about how we saw Logan and Denbe roll back onto the field <laughs> to stop the game. Like, are you kidding me, bro? You were already off. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> let's, you know, play the game. That's how it works. Play the game. If it's Saturday, we'll play the game. No, I tell you that Saturday, this orange is not for Houston Dynamo. Cause <laughs> they can go to hell. They can go yeah. right to hell. Houston came and Houston's been been a good team. Ben Olsen has really has Houston turned around uh, quite a bit. As we said, they're currently in fourth place right now. They're 10 points out of first, but they're only two points behind both LAFC and the Seattle Sounders. So this is not, you know, the Houston Dynamo of, of, of old where, you know, of the last decade where, you know, they really haven't been a competitive team. Um, ben Olsen has them playing very good soccer. And if you look at, um, the lineup for this game for Sporting Kansas City, if you would have put the lineup from Wednesday's game versus the lineup for Saturday's game for Sporting Kansas City and said, which of these two lineups is going to come out victorious? I would say 10 out of 10 people would point to Wednesday's lineup because in uh, in Saturday's starting 11, no Alan Polito, no Daniel Shalloway. We had Willie Agata, who he's, he's good, but you know hasn't been himself as he was last year and is coming off of an injury. And then Kyrie Shelton starting at right wing. So, bro, it was different. It was weird. You know, I, I, I had a hell of a day Saturday, by the way. I left the house at 9 a.m. to go tailgate for KU football. Oh, yeah? And went straight to Sporting KC after that and got home about 1045. So, yeah. 
everything was a mess. I got there. I, I didn't even really look at the lineup until the game started. And I was like, what is happening? And I'm texting you. I'm like, Polito on the bench? And you're like, no. Apparently, he picked up like a last minute injury of some yeah, sort. Which, scratch. That's scary. And I'm like, okay, so Kyrie's in there. Which, by the way, Kyrie had a hell of a game. I love watching him play, man, if it's not at right back. Yeah. I don't need to see him try to be a defender and hold guys on side. But when I, to see him have that midfield defense and that stride mm-hmm. that he has, him and Shallowy, dude, they can they can get up and go. Gazelles. Yeah, no, Kyrie did have a very good game. He probably shouldn't ha- should have had an assist early on. And a goal, maybe. Yeah. It's just he did get tired toward the end of the game and had a couple um, silly mental mistakes and some giveaways that you could tell Peter was frustrated with. He, he almost, I think he actually signaled for a sub to come, but there was like hardly any time left. Uh, so that was a little frustrating. But I mean, the dude hasn't played a full 90 in, in quite a while. Uh, but no, he had a very, very solid game. This just was, this was an interesting um, change to the front line. We've seen a midfield of Gadi Kinda, Eric Tommy, and Nemanja Radoya before. That one didn't scare me. Um, and then obviously the back line was the same. Um, this, this game became that much more important for Sporting KC after Wednesday's loss because at, at this point, there really was no margin for error. It's kind of a win or go home situation. And and I loved hearing the pregame interviews leading up to this at training. Uh, Eric Tommy was like, this is four finals. Mm-hmm. I mean, these games Absolutely. ahead of us, it's four finals. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, damn, are you guys saying you need to win all four of those? Because that's, <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, in a certain way, kind of. That'd be I awesome. Mean, we just I don't talked think we about... win against St. Louis. Woo! I mean, we we'll talk about that game here in, in a little bit because I, I might have a little bit more confidence than you do. Although oh. we may be without the captain himself, Johnny Russell, because of a controversial red card. Well, can so, that get rescinded? Can that get appealed? They can appeal, but Are they going to? I'm sure they will. But I I have no faith in the MLS disciplinary committee to rescind that or or remove the suspension. I don't think they will. Andrew Weeby went out on instant replay and said it was a good call. So why would MLS disciplinary committee think any different? And don't we only get so many appeals per year? I think so. And I don't know. I don't, I don't think they have used all their appeals. I just, I don't think they're going to want to go against a a VAR decision, especially. Uh, Maybe. So come on, man. I know you work for the, the league, but come on. Yeah. I don't like that. Okay. I just did you think it was a good call? I mean, yellow, right? I mean, what he didn't break a dude's leg? Was I thought it studs. Yes, it was. I thought it was so. I thought it was an orange card, which what? obviously is not a real thing. But I'm like, that's kind of could be. I could see a case for it being a red. I think my what I said on Twitter, and I still think I stand by it. I would have preferred it to be a yellow, which he could have given. They can they can't signal him go to video review. Because they think it's a yellow, they signal him going to video review because they think it may be a red. But once he goes to video review, it opens up all possibilities. He didn't even give a yellow in the first place. He, he, he they, they didn't blow it a foul in the first place. I know. I couldn't believe that. I'm like, you missed the whole thing altogether to where a guy watching video upstairs had to say, hey, I think you should take a look at this because you were over there scratching your butt or whatever. You know, well, how'd you miss it? The reason it was the ball. The ball I mean, was there. Yes, Johnny's leg, his foot was off the ground. His studs 
were up, but the 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 reason that I'm 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 skeptical about it being a red card um, is, and it's not just because well we got the ball first, so it's not a foul. I mean, you can give a foul after you get the ball first. That doesn't that doesn't mean that it's not a foul. But he he pretty clearly gets the ball first, and then it's sort of where the defender's leg is compared to the ball, and the ball kind of pushes under Johnny's leg, and and that's kind of what pushes his leg up. I I just I don't know. And the fact that it took Penso so long at the monitor to kind of sit there and decide it's a red card, for me, I almost feel like there needs to be, if you talk about fixing VAR, there almost needs to be a clock as to how long can you look at the video replay review. And if you can't decide after whatever it is, 60 seconds or 90 seconds of looking at the review what it is, then it's just got to stay whatever the call is on the field. Because then clearly it's it's Snapchat, bro. It's Snapchat. If you don't get it done in 30 seconds, <laughs> it's gone forever. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't know what else to do because Penso's sitting there for what felt like forever. And I'm like, if it's taking this long, how is this clear and obvious? Exactly. Clear and obvious would be like, oh, that's clear and obvious. But no, you didn't even call it. <laughs> you didn't even call the initial foul, bro. Right. Presumably, you were watching that happen and you thought it was great. Hey, you know what? Maybe Johnny got thrown out. For having too much emotion. Because that happens. People get cards <laughs> for having too much emotion. So apparently what happened to Peter, you got a card for showing too much emotion, and then you can go to my Twitter to see what Peter thought of that decision because I caught him. Lip- that? If you're a if you're a lip reader, Peter had some choice words for Chris Penso. Yes, but he also went off in the post-game presser, Peter did. He, did. he was just like, too much emotion. That you're in the wrong business. This is my job and I love my job. Like, what do you mean I have too much emotion? Like, We, we will talk about the, the goals here, but it is funny because someone finally asked him about the yellow card, and it was almost like he's been like, thank you, I've been waiting for this one, because he, yeah. he was like, I can expand on it, because I was told about 10 minutes into the game that I have too much emotion in the game. Now, Ten I've minutes. never never been told that by anybody in my life, and I'm here to tell you that I will continue with the kind of emotion I have. This is what I do, which is funny, the way that he kind of went about that, for some reason, the image I have in my mind, the scene that popped into my head was uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in Wolf of Wall Street when he's got the microphone and he's like, I'm not fucking leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. It's like Peter, he's just like, you know, I'm I'm here to tell you that I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep having emotion. And that's who I am. So should. How, how does, dude, how does the referee organization not hear this conversation, this this accusation he had at the referee? And, be, and how did they not go to that referee and be like, did you really say that? Sure. And then the ref's like, yeah, I did. And they're like, why? What was he doing? <laughs> well, like, and even if, like, even if the yellow card was warranted, because I don't know specifically what Peter said to, to get a yellow card. We, we don't know. More shit. Uh, he, did, he did say, um, I'm not disrespectful. I don't call anybody names or anything like that. And it is funny when you go look at the video that I have on my Twitter account that he was caught on camera saying, of course, that was after the yellow card. Um, but he said, do I yell? Absodarnlutely. I do. Absodarn. I do love it. We're not song. cursing today, baby. It's <laughs> absodarnlutely. We got little church boy Peter Vermees at the, uh, that's <laughs> the weird. Microphone. Um, but it just, it does put a, a shadow over the yellow card because if you go out and you say something to a coach, like, oh, you have too much emotion, then it's like, you've already, it's like, what's, it reminds me in a certain way, what's happening to the right tackle of the chiefs, Juwan Taylor where mm. it seems like the referees just have it out for him and they're throwing these illegal formation flags against him at a much higher rate 
than any other right tackle or left tackle or offensive lineman or tight or whoever in the league. It's just like sure. they're looking out for it because they've been told, watch this guy. He might try to do something. And it's the same thing with Peter Vermees. Like he's, he's emotional. So think about it. If you're even in your job, bro, if you start making some freaking mistakes in your work mm-hmm. and they start to like talk to you about it. And then now you kind of have, you're under the microscope. Yes. Like you're going to be looked at for a bit and a performance review, if you will. Right. You're, you're on a, you're on performance review. Right. And so they clearly they, they, but it's, what's interesting is did they warn Peter or did they just say, Hey, you're being too emotional. Cause that could mean all sorts of things. So they ultimately get the yellow card. It's also kind of one of those things when you, if someone breaks up with someone, you never tell the bad stuff that you did. You're only telling the bad stuff that the other person did. So Peter's like, yeah, he did this and he did this. Peter, what did you do, sir? Right. I'm pretty sure you called him a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, if and when Travis and Taylor don't work out, we're going to get all sorts of songs about what Travis did. Uh, there will be some songs coming out called like The Big Chief or something. It's going to be freaking <laughs> stupid. The porn stash. I don't know. I, I do like, though, that Benny Fellhaber also got a yellow card in the SKC2 game. And, and his quote after the game, he's like, I guess the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. He knows. He knows. He's like, yeah, I know my daddy got one this weekend and I had to follow suit. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Um, oh, before we, we jump into the goals and break down what actually happened and how Sporting KC pulled this off, uh, let's go to a quick break and then we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Absolutely, we're back. Absolutely. I have never said absodarn. Never. <laughs> it is pretty funny that that's what Peter decided to go with. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But yeah, I mean, it was a Saturday night, so I mean, church was in the morning, so he's trying to, that's true. you know, repent. He doesn't want to have to repent the next day. Uh, <laughs> well, he'll have to after he sees my tweet, which I'm sure he does. <laughs> he sees <laughs> Um, This game started off very well for Sporting KC. Obviously, it got a little rocky in the middle, but it was uh, in pretty early on in the game, it was what, like the sixth minute, seventh minute, 
um, that Sporting Kansas City was awarded a penalty kick. It actually went to video review. Um, Eric Tommy sent in a volley that bounced off of the hand of a Houston defender pretty clearly. Chris Penso goes to video review. He points to the spot almost exactly at the six-minute mark. And then Johnny Russell, the captain, steps up to the spot about 45 seconds later, buries the penalty kick, and puts Sporting Kansas City up 1-0 in the seventh minute of the game. That's exactly the start you needed to hope for after the way that the Wednesday night game went. Big time. Big time. When he went to VAR, I was just like, this is huge. This yeah. is this would be everything right now. Um, yeah. You're just exciting for more, man. When, and, and dude, Shelton, like, just was making things happen up front, man. Like, he, he had a point-blank shot at the keeper. Uh, he had, you know, an assist to Agata almost, and it just, I don't know, I'm very happy with his play. Yeah, he did really well. Um, he, he should have had an assist in the 16th minute. He cut the pa- uh, the ball back from the end line to Willie Agata, and that's when Agata kind of just skied it over the bar from, you know, six, seven yards out. Uh, Agata probably wants that one back. It was a little bit of a tight angle with the defender right there, but probably should have nailed it. Um, yeah. Things unfortunately. Were, things weren't easy on the other side either, though. I no, mean, not at all. Amelia had to, he was jumping all over the place, had some had some help from the bar on the post every now and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was scary, man. They they were knocking this whole game. Yeah, they, they especially after Sporting Kansas City went down a man. It was in the 39th minute um, that the red card was given. Um, and then at that point, we're up 1-0. You're going to be down a man for the entire second half and another five minutes plus what ended up being a wild amount of stoppage time, 12 minutes. Where does he get this oh. number from? Where does this idiot get this number from? Because first of all, <laughs> I'm pissed. I'm pissed because I'm like, we're gonna lose this game. Give him all the give him all the stoppage time. We're gonna fucking lose. That's great. And then when we score in stoppage time, I'm like, yeah, stoppage time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they scored. Willie Agata scored in um what was essentially the sixth minute of stoppage time. So only halfway through stoppage time. Um but you know, yeah, Agata um, basically just gets a rebound off of an Eric Tommy shot. And and this is only possible again because Kyrie Shelton sends a really good ball into the box that gets to Eric Tommy. Tommy bollocks it. It gets blocked. Agata's in the right place, right time. But it's up. Shoots the down the line. Bounced off the guy's butt right to Willie Agata. And it's like, that should happen sometimes, man. It's just the way the ball bounces, you know? Mm-hmm. And Agata was there. He took advantage of it. He puts it past the uh, the Houston keeper. And yeah, again, credit to Kyrie for really setting this play up. Did you think he was running over to give Peter another kiss? Because he ran straight to the sideline. It would have been funny if he did. I'm not sure Peter would have you know, reciprocated in that moment. Yeah. I was like, is this just a thing? Where is he going? Where is he going? <laughs> but 2-0, down a man. Okay, you're like, hey, if we get to halftime and it's 2-0, we regroup, we set a new strategy, and all we have to do is whether a 45 minute storm without giving up two goals no bro i'm <laughs> so i'm so pessimistic at this point two nil and then they get one right mm-hmm. before halftime and the ninth minute of stoppage time what do they always say dude two nil whoever scores next is most likely to win this game i felt so bad in this moment i was like we got to defend against these clowns for 45 more minutes ain't a chance in hell Set piece defending. Again, a set piece. And now 
obviously we're down a man, so it becomes a little bit harder. But yeah. Daniel Rosero can't clear the ball. It goes straight up in the box, bounces around, finds Teenage Hadebe, and he just toe pokes it. I go bounce it off. What's his name? Teenage Hadebe. Teenage the baby is what I thought you said. <laughs> I was like a rapper. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but the baby. Teenage Habebe and uh, Hadebe, excuse me. And um, it goes off the underside of the crossbar and in. And so 2 1 at the half, feeling a lot less confident than I was at 2 0 at the half, knowing we're down a man. Feeling horrible. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, no, we are going to sit through another loss. It, even, even tying this game would feel like shit because yeah. you know how desperate we are for points. And despite that goal, man, Danny Rosero had a pretty good game. He did. Defensively, he was he was getting up, getting these headers, clearing balls out of the box, uh, crosses that would just come across the face of goal. He would mm-hmm. blast them into the stands. Uh, I was very impressed with Danny Rosero. He was killing it. He, he probably could have gotten a team of the week shout, team of the match day, excuse me, I should say, especially for the way, I mean, yeah, functionally in the second half, any ball that came into the box, Danny Rosero just turned into like Optimus Prime and was not going to let anybody near the ball and was like, my only job is to get this out of the box. If it, if it was team of the week, I don't think anyone's making that based off of Nashville's game because they would have had to combine both performances. <laughs> right. That's true. Um, sporting had moments, even in the second half, Eric Tommy in the 50th minute, um, he had a, a, a beautiful little give and go with, with Jake Davis and Jake just perfectly set up Tommy in the box. And, uh, Tommy was mere inches away from making this three, one and the ref got the decision wrong. He, he ended up giving a goal kick, even though Steve Clark very clearly, uh, got a hand to it on replay, but I don't believe it. This guy didn't get a thing wrong all night. That makes no sense. <laughs> sporting ultimately weathers the storm. Being down um, a man for what essentially came to like, I don't know, 70 plus yes. minutes of actual time on the field. I'm going to disagree with you real quick. We didn't weather the storm. We attacked that whole game. We did. Like, we very much were going for three. And I was like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. It was insane. We really, we knew they were going to push. So we need to counter their ass and try to get another goal up there. Yep. And it almost worked many times. It did, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention in the in the 94th minute, there was five minutes of stoppage time. 94th minute, Houston goes on a counter. They they send uh, basically their their whole team forward on the counter. Our line is way the hell up. Danny Rosero is trying to get up as fast as he can to hold a guy off uh, offside. Um, and Corey Baird, I believe it is, um, gets a free shot one on one right in front of Tim Melia, and Tim does a little kick save to save. Not just three points, but potentially save the season and keep this a 2-1 victory. Hate Corey Baird, bro. Hate him. Never <laughs> been a fan of this dude. And I was I was ready to cry. I was like, cue the waterworks. Here we go. Yeah. And I can't believe Melia got to that. I just, oh, what a what a heartbreaker that would have been. Yeah. It would have been uh, it would have been tough, but they did it. They survived 2-1. Um and and yeah, so now this becomes a crucial, crucial win at home, especially considering Austin and LA the next night after severe rain delay ended up only drawing, which was a, a pretty big result because Austin could have um, uh, pulled within one point of Sporting Kansas City uh, had they been able to hold on to get the victory before they led up to Lake Bulls to the LA Galaxy. So 
Kansas City right now on points, just one point out of the playoff line. It's a little deceiving because Dallas has two games in hand. They do play one um, this upcoming uh, Wednesday night when Sporting does not play. So that'll be one of those games that Dallas will have to make up. Um, so everybody on, on Wednesday night will have to be uh, rooting hardcore against uh, FC Dallas who take on Vancouver. And Vancouver is obviously a pretty decent team. So, yeah, um, I don't know. This this is going to get interesting. And now, of course, as fate would have it, we travel east about three hours. And we're going to where we lost 4-0 earlier this year to play St. Louis City, who still sit in first place. They got to exercise some demons over there or something. Because that 4-0, that's, that's a horrible result to, mm-hmm. to keep talking about. But, dude, three games left in this season. St. Louis at their place. Then next week, then the following week at Salt Lake. Then a week off. And then back home for the final game against Minnesota. Yeah. All three of these games are incredibly losable. I think, <laughs> but they're also winnable. 100%. You you screwed yourself Wednesday against Nashville. If you, tr- if you truly needed to win three games, Tim Milia, which I believe you're a smart man and you know what you're talking about, the game has got to be decision day at home against Minnesota. Don't lose your don't lose your home games. Mm-hmm. And your pick, what do do we win against St. Louis or Salt Lake? Which one's a better matchup? What what teams in worse form? It's tough. I do know that Salt Lake is is trying to get people to show up big time for that game. They've discounted tickets to fifteen dollars, trying to to get people to show up. Yeah, it's it's a little. Different. You can't even mark your tickets down on SeatGeek for like less than thirty. Well, they have their own issues going on right now because somebody asked where Jeff- Jefferson Savarino is because he wasn't in the lineup, and they're like, "Oh, he's out because of he's dealing with a personal situation. He'll be back tomorrow." And then he quote tweeted that tweet and was like, "What personal situation am I dealing with?" Because I'm not aware of it. So something's going on with Real Salt Lake right now. Oh goodness! And, and I'm not really sure what, but uh, they are discounting their tickets to the sporting game for, to fifteen dollars, and they're encouraging everybody to buy the FUKC shirts. So. Huh. You know, real uh, real good stuff going on over there in St. Louis. Yeah, apparently. sounds good. Living rent-free over there in their head still all these years later. Um, but Wait, you that was St. Louis you were talking about? Or, sorry, uh, Salt Lake. Salt Lake, gotcha. Yeah, Salt Lake. No, St. Louis don't need to discount their tickets for anything. They're going to sell They them. would never discount their tickets. Like, no, we're going though, buddy. We are mm-hmm. going this weekend. Yeah. Uh, you're taking Both the train. Deep. I'm taking the Coosmobile. It's going to be uh, <laughs> it's gonna be the end of time. Does the Coosmobile look anything like the Mystery Machine? Because I want it to. No, but it should. It should have like some shag carpet in there or something, you know? Yeah. Got some flowers <laughs> painted on the side. Instead of Scooby, you just have Splinter and Bingo in there. and <laughs> <laughs> Just being loud and humping and shitting on everything. <laughs> um, but no, this is this is a huge, huge game. Um, the season series, the, the all-time series, I guess you could say, is tied 1-1. Um, both home teams have won. So this is when sporting can go down there and they can rectify that situation. Uh, if you look at the four zero victory before that was not a four zero game, expected goals did not say it should have been four zero sporting KC played mm-hmm. pretty well. The question is, can they do it without Johnny Russell, assuming his red card is upheld? Yeah, I think it will be upheld probably. And I think that, uh, yeah, come on, man. People are biting on Johnny Russell. Anyways, it's not like he's scoring a ton from the run of play. I mean, yeah. they're getting him down. They're like, oh, look out. He might split these defenders. Like, that's just, mm-hmm. it's what he does. Don't let him do it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Daniel Shallowy, as of late, has been doing like this cheeky little back heel thing. People are going to latch on to that. You know, you got to rotate your moves, man. Your move set. You can't go out there and RKO someone every time. You got to have some freaking variety. Yeah. I'm down if we tie this game this weekend. I am. I know we're very desperate with games, but then that kind of leaves Salt Lake and Minnesota as must wins. Mm-hmm. But you leave this St. Louis rivalry deadlocked going into the offseason. That makes next year's rivalry that much bigger, right? That's true. That's true. Uh, one win, one draw, one loss. That would be quite the uh, quite the way to end this. Um, I guess, obviously, I would like to beat St. Louis for for more reasons than than one. Um, but we know this will be difficult. Polito probably will be back. It wasn't a serious injury, so he'll probably be there uh, to start. Um, Johnny Russell probably will not be. So do you... So Kyrie probably starts. That's my question. Do you count on Kyrie having two back-to-back solid games the way he does? Or do you do something a little bit more creative? You can either put Marinos Janis in there, which probably won't happen because he hasn't seen a lot of playing time. You could put Daniel Shallowy on the right and put Gadi Kinda or Eric Tommy on the left, on the wing. They've both done that. And then whichever other one stays in the midfield, there are options. You go with Kyrie. Why, why wouldn't you? I mean, the guy's cool, calm, and collected. It's going to be fine. Hey, your watch tells you you're going to miss your stand goal there. So you need to. That is true. (laughs) (laughs) No, the uh, Kyrie's always focused, man. It's not like he's a schlub. He's not like he's out there, you know, absolutely missing the ball or falling down. Mm -hmm. The dude holds possession better than almost anyone on our team. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. So I I highly would expect him to, to start this weekend. If Johnny plays, that's a freaking gift. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it'll be a, a blessing if Johnny is able to play. We'll probably know Wednesday or Thursday. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not holding out hope. If if it was something like you know, and, and not that I'm not trying to hold up Andrew Weeby as like whatever he says goes, but I I just I feel like if there was more pressure from third parties from the media, if people could look at this and be like, no, objectively, Penso was wrong, and it was more than just sporting fans, there'd be a better chance for a, a reversal of the decision. I just don't think that Disco is going to want to openly question not just a referee's decision, but a decision that already was overturned based on video review. To I think it has it's a really, really high threshold for them to want to go back and reverse an already reversed decision. So I don't think we're going to hit it. But I think you're right. It is what it is. I do think this game, I'm not going to sit here and predict a win or, or, or a result or whatever, um, I don't know. I think this could go anyway, and I would not be surprised. The the one way I don't think it would go, though, is I don't think we're going to see another 4-0 drubbing. I think there is going to be too much pride um, for Kansas City. Um, I think that, you know, St. Louis City, that first one, obviously, there was quite a bit of emotion um, for, for St. Louis City um, that they basically just channeled and wanted that game more functionally than than sporting kc did now if you look at what's happened since then um kansas city and st louis have not been much different in terms of results on the field uh st louis won their first five games of the year 15 points right off the bat they have 53 points now so they've won 38 points since those first five wins in their first five games of the season Sporting Kansas City has 38 points. So Sporting Kansas City has the same amount of points that St. Louis has had um, since getting off to that huge hot start. So 
this team, it's sitting in first place, but it's only because they they really got off to that that super hot start. I think this is going to be a close game. I don't know which way it ends, um, but but I think it's going to be a much more closely contested game than that 4-0 game we saw before. Bro, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, you could count Colorado out of out of this situation, right? But mm-hmm. even all the way down there. They are mathematically game, eliminated. Right. But the Galaxy and Austin and Minnesota just, just right there, just nipping mm-hmm. at your heels. And it's like, if you drop points, might be able to just call it a day, man. Soak all your, you know, soak all your engagement into SKC2 a little bit. Maybe see some playoff excitement over there. But as of right now, every, every freaking second matters. Yeah. It sucks that we've gotten here. It, it gives me anxiety as this diehard fan. I hate feeling like this, but they did it to themselves. They shot themselves in the foot. April and May was a horrible time. And here we are. Yeah. It sucks that um, that this is where we're at. Um, it sucks that Johnny's not going to be there probably for the third iteration of this game. I mean, Johnny, um, he had some harsh words after the game that you can go read for the decision. I mean, he, he was saying that, um, quote, it's an absolute shambles of a decision uh, is what he said about about Penso because I guess Penso told him it was malicious and, and Johnny was like, I, I never in my life try to hurt somebody. You could ask any player in the league if I'm a malicious player and the answer is going to be a resounding no. I'm very rarely in trouble. So he's, he's not happy. Um, but I, I do think this is a different sporting team than original, uh, originally faced St. Louis in that 4-0 game. He's right, though. I mean, the term malicious means intent. Yes. Like that, it means intentional harm, hurt. It does. And, and Johnny's never been that guy. No. So I don't know, man. It's just, I think it's just a matter of the studs were up. I think they'll break that down and that red card's going to stand and, you might as well just start training and, and getting a game plan this week, assuming he's not going to be good to go. Yeah. So it, it will be interesting. Um, but sporting, I do think are in a better spot than they were in uh, the first time we played St. Louis. Jake Davis has come a long way at right back. True. He's been fantastic. He was team of the week along, ironically, with the two emotional Peter Vermees. Uh, we're we're team of the match day. Can you imagine? I'll throw you emotional. I mean, if they thought he was going to be emotional this last game just wait until saturday just wait dude it's getting stressful now the man is still i mean i don't know if he feels like he's coaching for his job but like he always kind of is he's in this situation again second year in a row Mm -hmm. you know really feeling some some heat yeah i i'm I'm assuming that he he knows what the conversation is he's feeling it so yeah um it i don't know we'll we'll see what happens um, we're both going to be there. So if you're one of the fans that that's traveling on down, whether by train, let me know if you're on the train, maybe I'll see you there. Um, I'm going to watch USC put a beat down on Deion, San- Deion Sanders, Colorado team while I'm riding the train down there. Uh, but if, if you're going to be there, let us know. Um, there's all sorts of stuff going on around the stadium. So I'm sure you're going to be down around the stadium early before the game. I'll, I'll see you down there. Um, Schlafly beer is right there. The, the St. Luligans throw a block party there that they welcome sporting fans to last time. There's all sorts of food carts. There's vegan options. There's music. So it's a good time. Um, what time do you get there? My train gets there at like two, I think. So I'll go check in my hotel and then I'll be down there in plenty of time to, to hang out. Yeah. I can't, I don't think I'll be there up there till about six or so. Okay. Well, maybe, uh, yeah. 
if you're gonna if you're gonna be there, let us know. Um, it's a good time to check out the environment beforehand. Um, but yeah, I think that's uh, that's about what we got this week. It's it's a huge huge game. Obviously, not just because it's St. Louis that just makes it more huge, but because Sporting are fighting for their playoff lives. So really looking forward to seeing what Sporting can do on Saturday. So. Gotta have it. Um, you got anything else for our good listeners before we call this one? Nothing else, man. Let's get that dub. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Glad to be back with a hashtag victory pod this week for you after beating Houston. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at no other pod at Dan Couser at JC Mac zero three. Send us an email, nootherpod at gmail.com. Leave us that five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcast if you have not yet done so. Check us out on YouTube, KCSN Soccer on YouTube. You can see Dan's uh, bright orange Swope Park Rangers throwback. And, uh, of course, you can get it on the KCSN app as well. But until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch you all later. See ya. Go Swope Park. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.